Now, I reckon we've got a unique situation here because, Randall, you're our first guest, potentially, that your children listen to the podcast. Yes. Well, one uh, particularly. Yes. My, Hello, my Eli. son. Hello, so, Eli. Eli, you little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and how old is he? He's 14. Four, oh, cool, right. Yeah, so yeah. he'd be right into it. Yeah. No, I, I have, yeah, I've, he will download it of his own accord. And he'll and be give it a listen. He, walking around the house with earphones in. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you listening to? And uh, <laughs> put up. it in and here's old fuckers. His old Uncle Harley. <laughs> Just <laughs> a little <laughs> sneaky giggle. And I'm like, what are you listening to? Oh, Dad, it's a really cool business idea. <laughs> They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. <laughs> and we're in. <laughs> this is shitting with the door open. <laughs> That's Wade. <laughs> what an intro. Wade's laughing at jizz. <laughs> and then we clean the house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for the listeners, you may hear my giggle in stereo on this episode because our guest today is the great Randy B. Hey, finally. Uh, Give him the proper yeah. introduction. Randall Stewart Breen, father of two, Eli and Bridie. Uh, uh, what are they? 14, 14 and 11. 14 and 11. And a farmer, ex-builder, ex-gallery uh, curator. Yeah. Favourite child of that the greenhouse. That is horse yeah. shit. Without Wade. a doubt. Mate, Maeve was cooking me breakfast the other day. And she fucking, she was, couldn't rave enough about Randy. <laughs> couldn't rave enough. Well, before we get into uh, Randall and our guest, we should talk about <laughs> And then we can talk to him. Forewarning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like this is one of those. Like, <laughs> can we tell you about our business idea? Right, so what it is, it's like Uber. I'll bring the rock melons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, knows, he knows about it. <laughs> We've got a primary producer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, primary. Right. So, Wade, you just had your birthday. Yes. Yesterday. From, Yesterday. From time of recording. So that would be like a week ago. I this. want you to know that I had every intention of putting a post on Shitting With The Door Open about your birthday. <laughs> and then I didn't. <laughs> that sounds exactly like our podcast. That's, it's exactly, that's, that's how what it I runs. Um, but you turned 40, happy birthday. Thanks, mate. And you share a birthday with my mother. That's not all we share. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only reason I said that. <laughs> You're setting you up. Uh, How did it go, mate? What, what it was, was done? Did your children do anything for you? They let me sleep in until 5.30 in the morning. Fucking delightful. <laughs> it was so lovely. Giving. Like they had been told like all week, Claire was telling me that, you gotta let dad sleep in. You gotta let dad sleep in. You gotta let dad sleep in. So they came into the bed at five thirty, and we're, we're letting you sleep in, dad. <laughs> You're having a lovely sleep in. It's gonna be a nice long one. Can you open your presents? And can we have some ice cream? <laughs> All right, let's get up. Fuck it. But it was beautiful. It was such a lovely day to hang out with the girls in the morning, and then they went off, and then Claire and I hung out all day. And then we just went out for dinner, and that was it. That was all I wanted to do. Like, there's a lot of pressure, I think, on your fortieth to do something. Because well, like the last major one was ten years earlier. Yeah. But yeah. even I reckon 40 is more of a, I don't know, I feel like the 40th is more of a thing than the 30th. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the 21st. Yeah. It's a thing. Is it? I think so. Yeah, Isn't well, it? it does feel I like... I had a thing for my 40th. You had a big yeah, thing. Yeah. It was great. But, but you I... You feel like you need, you're supposed to. 
Yeah, but it's... <laughs> now I'm slagging you off for doing something. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> Randall put on a whole suckling pig. What did you do? <laughs> uh, but I don't... I didn't want to do anything. Like I thought it like long and hard. I thought all these great things, fun things I could have done. But then in the end, I was like, that's not what I want to do. I just want to hang out with my family. Yeah. And uh, relax. It was the first birthday I've had in years and years where I didn't have a drink. I can't remember the last one. And uh, Randall and I are here the day after to rescue from that. Yeah, because it's not my birthday, so we can have a drink. That's right. That's the rules. (laughs) That's how it works. If it's not your birthday, you can drink. (laughs) (laughs) You don't drink on your birthday. You be an animal. (laughs) But if it's not your birthday, you can drink as much as you want. (laughs) (laughs) What a great system. I'm not going to drink on my birthday. I don't need to celebrate that. But I will drink heavily every other day of the year. Now, I reckon we've got a unique situation here because, Randall, you're our first guest, potentially, that your children listen to the podcast. Yes. Well, one oh. particularly. Yes. My, Hello, my Eli. son. Hello, so, Eli. Eli, you little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and how old is he? He's 14. Four, oh, cool, right. Yeah, so yeah. he'd be right into it. Yeah. Love no, it. I, I have, yeah, I've, he will download it of his own accord. And he'll and be give it a listen. He, walking around the house with earphones in. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you listening to? And uh, put up. it in and here's old Rockfuckers. Yeah, his old Uncle Harley. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little sneaky giggle. And I'm like, what are you listening to? Oh, Dad, it's a really cool business idea. <laughs> Did you know that you can clean your windows with the bird? <laughs> you walk in these rooms. Oh, man. And it's like a murder scene. What the fuck is happening here? said it will get all of it off. <laughs> Why are you trying to clean the chickens? <laughs> uh, right, where do we start? Uh, how do you find being a parent, Randall? Well, how do I find being a parent? It's been... Uh, it's it's interesting. I, I definitely um, would say that I, I didn't instantly find it easy to be a parent. Yeah. Oh, you'd be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your natural setting. No, no, I think... You hear stories of people, um, you know, the baby's born and it's just instantaneous yeah. love and ease. and But it definitely wasn't that for me. Man, you hear stories. I hear like third-hand stories or you read like blogs or something. Fucking I've never blogs. heard anybody say like, like to me in person, oh yeah, I had the baby. Not that they didn't love the baby instantly. Like yeah. it took me a long time. We talked yeah. about that yeah. many times. But that they've gone, I've never heard... Had anyone say to me, like, oh, yeah, I just nailed it from yeah. day one. I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. Everybody in person's like, yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> fucked. Yeah, but I you're, love it. you're a fucked. whole distance ahead of us, um, and you have a teenage girl and a teenage boy. Yeah. Um, how is that stage of parenting compared to the, the, the preceding well, years? What I would say is uh, strap yourself in. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Because I think it's hilarious listening to you guys talking about the challenges of intimacy <laughs> with your partner, with young children. Oh, because okay. it's a completely different story when at the breakfast table, your 14-year-old son and 11-year-old daughter goes, you guys had sex last night. Because <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> well, I think that might be a problem with your family <laughs> rather than kids in general, Randall. <laughs> Maybe location of bedrooms. But. Also, you do have a massive farm. There are plenty of places that you can root. Yes. Which, by the way, the last time I went to the farm, 
uh, it was around Christmas time, and I took my eldest kid, Leo, we went to the farm for a week. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and having a great time. Very wholesome farm life. Yeah. Well, fucking Randall and Janita are just on the job in the sheds. <laughs> 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 and then Randall hears a rattle at the door and it's my kid trying to find <laughs> Uncle Randall. <laughs> Can't get any peace. <laughs> get out of here, I'm trying to AI your auntie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, things are a lot hell. more open on the farm, aren't they? Yep. It's a natural way of life. But it's not an easy job. Like, you, you obviously, I know you very well because we grew up together. We've got the same parenting, so I don't even have to ask about that. We had good parents, though. Do you yep. agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Do you For think the most part. Do you think you're as good a parent as our parents? Not a chance. Yeah, right. What happened? Yeah, wow. Um, uh, I uh, do what I would call... There's probably two terms for the parenting that I do, which <laughs> would be either free range... Yes. <laughs> or um, um, Braille parenting. <laughs> Braille? Yeah, I just feel my way through it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's... <laughs> it's um, Not a lot of fourth order effort. Well, no, I, I think I, I try to be a, uh, a present parent, but, but it's, it's, not, it's not a heavily uh, guided. I think our parents probably... Um, Although I, I don't have anything great to say about our religious influence yeah. in our in our upbringing, but it did bring guidance to a lot of what they did. Purpose to why you're parenting, yeah, and why you're saying that, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. now it's like, well, I don't even know why I'm telling you to have ethics or to have empathy or to yeah, right, yeah. Which is which is odd. There was like a framework guided, there to work yeah. from. They're the yeah. things that guide our farming practice. And a bit further, they're not very good. Um, but the, yeah. Ethics and and those sorts of things uh, are central to our to our farming, and um, and it, it is definitely central to our life. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess when so you've got like a um, a book to back you up, you're like, why are you doing this? Well, because yeah. that's what because that's what the book says. That's, that's what, what the book says. Yeah. The rule book yeah. says it. We've got a rule book. I can get the yes. rules out yeah, right now. Right. They're a bit contradictory, <laughs> a little yes. bit weird in places. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah. but Quite I've got the yeah. <laughs> I've got a rule book there. Yeah. But without the rule book, you're like, why do we do that? Like, oh fuck. That's it's, right. It's all yeah. on me now. And even yeah. more so when you when you're a product of the rule book, and as much as Randall and I have both moved on from that rule book and think it's horseshit. But when you're a product of that and you're going, well, I don't believe in that rule book, so then you're trying to parent yeah. and you don't have the rule book, well, what the fuck do you do? You're just going to see a shit. Yeah. And, and there's actually elements from that that are good. Yeah. There are actually elements. Oh, yeah. there's, Christian there's great, Bible. Yeah. great world um, life lessons within there that you can, you can cherry pick out. Yeah. And, yep. and they are good um, yeah, yeah, principles. Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, don't... Yeah. don't uh, don't covet your neighbour's wife. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't go that well. Yeah. That's a good rule. Root your wife in a shed. <laughs> yeah. That's in there, I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure you can find that. It's the gospel calling to Randall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I, I think farming, um, you know, the profession that we've chosen, we... You know, Janita and I weren't born into it. We actually made the decision to do that. It's a, it's a hard life. It, yeah, it's it, and probably more than I anticipated given the way in which we try to farm and yeah. so that it, it makes it a it makes a challenge so um i think there's a there's a perception that bringing children up on a farm is 100 percent excellent yeah you know because they get to be 
out and about doing all those things. Round animals, yeah. round yeah, nature. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're seeing, you know, this, that and the other thing, but they do miss out. Yeah, okay. You know, so, you know, I'm down here on holidays by myself. We have <laughs> to take holidays in shifts because we literally can't leave that the farm together. You're, you're stuck there. Yeah, yeah so, so the two last years ago, my, my wife, Janita, had a week off two years ago and yeah. now I get a week off two years later wow. and that's it I haven't had more than two nights away from the farm in five years and so wow. my children therefore have holidays without their parents yeah so they'll go to grandparents or they'll they'll go away with friends yeah, yeah for those so who, that's uh, a real challenge this yeah, is a course. big deal having you down here for me um, five years ago was the last time you came to yeah. Melbourne and the, probably the last holiday you had yeah yeah. That's right. That is so intense. And at the moment, just to give context to, and I want both of us want to talk to you about a couple of elements of the farm in relation to parenting. But the first one is you're two years into a very hectic drought. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. you know, that's about the farm. But farmers, you don't go to work and then come home and work stuff. No, that's right. You're, uh, it's every day. And it's for the day. whole family. Yeah. You're yeah. in the office 24-7. Yeah. In terms of when you look out the window, you're looking at your product. So if your product is dying, given drought, you know, yeah, it that is a very real. And then, as much as you try not to uh, vent the tension on your family, it's inevitable. Yeah, of course. Like that kind of level of stress has got yeah. it. There's got to be a release. Yes, and you just can't be roots in the shed all the time. Like, no, it's, it's got it. Right. Like it's, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep coming back to it. I'm just going to keep. I found a line. I'm well, fucking. I'm there's, sticking there's to it. There's a drought, but not in the shed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, looks a bit hot out there today, love. Better get the rain rain roots out. It's like you're doing a rain little rain no, dance. No rain dance. <laughs> yeah, the rain roots. Oh, we're going to make it rain, baby. We'll make it rain. Oh, something's going to rain. <laughs> Uh, Checking in with Eli. How you going? (laughs) Um, But yeah, that kind of level of that level. (laughs) So dumb. The rain roots. Oh, you put on your fancy like costume and you get the the music going on. A rain, a rain coat. A rain coat. When, when. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. When you're doing the business. (laughs) What you do? Gets Uh, that. Get messy. You pull it off the hook. The missus, she knows what's up. <laughs> I wore swimmers to a rendezvous once. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, back on track. Yes. So, like, that level of, like, stress, and does, do do your kids, like, do they snap back when you're, like, that stressed? Like, what's the deal? Because they'll be old enough now to fully snap back, I imagine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Can so, we had, a, we, we had a moment... Um, Recently, so my two are just at the right distance apart to constantly be on each other's nerves. Yeah. So it's a perfect. They're three, year, three years? Three years. Yeah. Just almost three years. Yeah. Um, so they're at each other most of the time. Which is said to be one of the highest, isn't it like the, the highest level of sibling rivalry is about the age gap. That you oh, is it? Excellent. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I'll vouch Weren't you that. guys like at each other? Me and him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. a similar gap. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until... I left home, and then yeah. um, that we really probably built a relationship. Yeah, well, it would have been just, until I was sixteen. We were absolutely at each other. Just not. Until and I it's yeah. yeah, like those those two, my two kids are phenomenal at being able to um, make Janita and I both feel as if they're about to murder each other, and yeah. then be hand in hand straight after. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Almost like we've like got a photo of those. Uh, 
just after they were both about we both thought there we are the worst parents we can't get this right those two are constantly fighting yeah and we said just go back to the house we just wanted to have a walk on a, in an afternoon let's just go out for a walk like yeah. we live on a farm it's beautiful there's nature there's animals yeah and they were just into each other and we said fine just go home we'll yeah. go ourselves they turned around while they were yelling at each other and fighting they turned around to go home arm in arm <laughs> I said, you need to take that photo as they walk off cuddling each other to the house and us going what the hell so it's almost yeah. like they're setting you up Absolutely. like we've well, done it, it again it looked like we've done it cuddle. again but, but Eli was just holding a handful of shit and just smearing it on his face but yeah no in terms of Eli's definitely at, at an age where he will give it back as yeah. hard as he can yeah, yeah sure. sweet yeah. Oh, as man. he's trying to find that manhood stuff, you know, rites of passage. Yeah. It's, a, it's an awkward time for anybody. Yeah. You and know, like that age. Yeah. And like the, the, the benefits of, of farm life is that, um, you know, he learned to, he was driving every vehicle on the farm at 10 years of age. Yeah. Wow. My daughter can drive every vehicle. Um, so I think they're good things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and he's, a, you know, he's got his own ute that he got for his 13th birthday. Oh, yeah. so it's amazing. an amazing ute as well. That's excellent. A, 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 a Datsun 720. Oh. And, and so he's so proud of it. And so like in the 80, early 80s kind of? Late 70s. Late 70s. Yeah. He's excellent. got to pop the bonnet every time to um, reconnect the battery to start it. Uh, but it's amazing that he knows how to... It doesn't, it's yeah, incredible so he that, he, that he's across Because there's nothing that yeah, can yeah. go wrong. You know, We paid yeah. 600 bucks for it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's one of the best presents that we could have given him because yes, he, he's able to do that. And so they're... Um, so there's there's definite positives and but there's also challenges for them for those guys and so I feel that as a parent, what's conscious their, of that. Um, what's their what's like their their school transit like? Like how long does it take? Do they how long does it take for them to get to school? Uh, so they catch a bus. Yeah. Um, it's not too bad. It's probably probably no no longer than most. Yeah, sweet city kids, but they yeah. spend. 20 minutes on a bus getting is that it yeah yeah it's not far oh. to give everyone yeah. context as well Randall's farm I was is, hoping uh, you'd say like three hours by plane <laughs> and they've got to like ride a boat it's ready for a big story <laughs> yeah. I'm going to edit that bit out actually a bit boring <laughs> a bit boring for me there <laughs> Randall's farm is in the Goombra Valley in uh, the Great Dividing Range just near Warwick yeah just west just as you go over the range beautiful heading yeah. so southwest of Brisbane yeah lovely but, so um, our dad had a job that was completely immersive um, and it took over the entire family and yeah. I had a level of resentment about that choice uh, of the type of job that he did. So that it was it was about us. We were at work with Dad. You've done exactly the same fucking thing, and so yeah. have I. Yeah. Uh, Do you I, feel guilt about that? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that that's actually what we've been trained to do. Yeah. Right. Fair enough. It's Dad's fault. Yeah. Fuck you, PB. <laughs> <laughs> Maeve, you've got I, blood on your hands. I can explain it because even in previous careers before I found my fit as a person, um, I, I tended to do the same thing. So I think that's actually a, a family legacy, a trade, yeah, yeah. if you will. Uh, yes. Are the kids like pretty hands-on on the farm? Like, yeah. Because like, you're like this, like, this is your life. It's so immersive. It takes over. But uh, I imagine it might be a bit different for your kids than when you guys were growing up when they can be a bit more hands-on with what's happening. Yeah. Or were you guys... let us do a sermon. No. That's yeah. not true. Both <laughs> of us did. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> when we were teenagers. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I think... Well, the kids, I definitely have high expectations on, on what I would expect 
them my to kids do. to do on the farm. Yeah, absolutely. I I, yep. I believe I see. I I don't necessarily see what we have as business and family as separate. I see them intertwined, and yep. so I do expect them to contribute. Yeah, and so that might be considered uh, a bit heavy. I but, know, it um, sounded quite. Um, Maybe I'm romanticising it a bit, but it sounded quite nice. Like you know, well, they're part of the business. Like, They've got to keep the farm ticking along. Well, they they know they. Tr- I, I think they really understand that um, what they contribute on a daily basis to what we do on the farm goes towards paying the bills. And so they're not the just like um, phoning it in. They know that when they do something that matters. Oh yeah, if this isn't just like a well, you clean your room, you get like a chore sticker for like the girls. Yeah, they're like no, they do. Re- they they know they directly contribute. Yeah, that's to, to the livelihood of the entire family. And there no, wouldn't no, be no, yeah. a family-run farm in Australia that isn't doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, I th- yeah. yeah, the larger um, industrial farms perhaps not, but definitely any family-operated farm yeah. that yeah. Uh, is of a scale like ours, it's quite small. Um, so when I picture like a farm, I think of like a family-run farm. I think of something like that you're running. It's, like a, it's, it's a beautiful kind of like idyllic situation. Hard. Sure. I'm fully romanticising it in my head. Yeah. Uh, I don't think of like the industrial corporate machine that most farming is, that where most food comes from. Yeah. It's, it's these giant food conglomerates. Yep. Is it's probably correct? the... F- yeah, I think so. I think uh, it's rapidly shifting towards an, in an industrialised yeah. farm. I think um, what we're endeavouring to do, be it wise or... Um, foolhardy. Foolhardy. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, is that we're trying to... We're we're in a we're in an environmental uh, emergency. Yes, right now. Yeah, you know, both you personally and it, all of us. Well, we're we're feeling it. Yeah, yeah. you're feeling it. You're on the, the, the real the real effects of that climate emergency. But everybody, yeah, um, whether you want to admit it or not, is irrelevant. You are on the front lines. Yeah, we yeah. we have. Um, I read an article recently that says we have ten harvests left, um, meaning we have ten years to fix our system or we cannot go back so we what? can't we can't unwind it it get not that that is the catastrophic end of the world but in with in 10 harvests we can't um we won't be able to undo the damage we've done far out and that, to, to, for me that's that's pretty heavy and and that <laughs> imagine listening to that like if you're in canberra and just going oh well i'm all right Fuck well, it. that's they what they're doing. It. That's exactly, exactly they do what they do. do it. They're that's just the ridiculous. worst. That's exactly what they do. Do you think they have the, their heads in the sand and they just like don't believe it, or do you think they're like, well, fuck it? Yeah, I I'll, think they are trying to extract as much as they can in the shortest period of time. Yeah, it's about their own personal wealth. That's exactly yeah. why they're making this stupid fucking decisions that's what they're making. Like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, so yeah, so then our farm, we're trying to do that. Uh, we've adopted a thing called the four goods. Yep. So that's good for the animal, good for the land, good for the farmer, and good for those that we produce the food for. Yeah. And so that farmer part that includes my children. Yeah. You know that's and but it's the it's the biggest challenge to get right, I believe. Yeah, of I course. I think the, the the other three, we often sacrifice the farmer in order to achieve the other three. Yeah. Um, and so it's a real balancing act. Because do farmers have like quite a high rate of uh, suicide? Yeah, is that, it's one of the highest. Is, it, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's. So if, if you're a, if you're a certain age male, um, as a farmer, you're you're 
almost top of the pops in this country. Randall is n- almost top of the pops uh, in terms of just from the, like the stress and I guess drought, the isolation. Forties. Well, the isolation for us isn't too bad. The, yeah. The um, but it is, it is a sense of uh, an in, an inab- inability to um, achieve as a as a as a as a father figure, as yeah. a provider, um, but also as someone passionate about affecting environmental change. Yeah. Um, and seeing, like, we're on 300 acres, you know, yeah. which is really a, quite a small farm in on a, an Australian yeah. um, level. And so from an environmental impact point of view, it means what I do in terms of my practices means shit. Yeah. It, it won't actually do anything. And so... Um, I won't be able to sequester the carbon that perhaps my, my neighbouring farms, let alone the city down the road. Um, but do you think like, because you've got like these, the four goods and you're following these, like, uh, these practices, do you think that will inspire people in your area? So like, you may not um, have like direct change, but you might ha- uh, act like enact indirect change? Yeah, so that's, that's what we hope to. Yeah. So we do things like have an open farm, farm tours. Um, we engage with food producers and consumers for them to see how we do what we do yeah in the hope that they will um be able to so another farm we don't treat them as competition yeah we treat them as people who we can share our story with and they can hopefully adopt the things that we've done and learn from the mistakes that we've made so that they don't have to do <laughs> it themselves both such hippies <laughs> <laughs> hey i've got a question for you um we talk about this a lot in the podcast with guests within ourselves about talking to your kids in an age-appropriate way yeah uh, about really intense subjects yeah um and whatever that is in this case it's about um the, the real dangers of climate change you're on the um forefront of that you're on the uh, um front line uh, how do you, so your kids are way more aware than probably yes. the majority of everyone's listening kids right now. Yeah. How do you manage their anxiety around that? Do you do you guys talk openly about it? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's inevitable. They can they can see it. They yes. can see the fact that um, the ground is drying out. You know, there's less yep. food for our cows to eat. Yeah. You know, we have to sell animals that we don't want to sell because there's no food left for them. Yeah. So they're, they're real things. Yeah. It, it, it's, and so we can't, we can't avoid that. And so that conversation is very real and very raw. Um, and they can't help but see the pressure that that puts on me and Janita. Yeah. And they, they take that as well. And do you see that in them? See? Yeah. And it, yes. Yep. And my son did a, did a, a school project where he talked about regenerative agriculture, oh, yeah. but then was rebuked for it at, at by the teachers. Because what for? It, because it's an inner, it's not a reality, and so this is a real challenging. So his home ec teacher said the safest eggs to eat are caged eggs from a from a battery hen. What? Yeah, because uh, for what reason I don't understand. And so there's a huge divide. Um, Queensland is fucked. <laughs> well, you can just put it down to that. But it's um, yeah. So we're very honest. We don't. We probably don't hold back on anything really. And our kids are at a point now where we can have robust conversations. Yeah. Um. You know. And they. And and um, it, it's quite interesting. We're we're in a very uh, hard right community. Um, community. Yeah. You'd be one holding of the, yeah. quite left-leaning 
yeah positions and so that 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 is a challenge um when you're like are you confronted by that like often or is it just like uh this is an unspoken thing they oh, do what they the, do and the you conversation do what you do. the conversation within our our community is is and and maybe i've come to to just not be as impacted by the conversation as much as i probably should be yeah yeah um and i i know that there's very strong differences you know um david little proud is our federal member yeah okay you know so and he he romps it in you know it's just the the area of maranoa yeah um is the safest seat in australia for the blue blue ribbon yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's like the seat that I'm in now is like it's it's all labor, labor, yeah, labor. Every, yeah, every year they're like, oh, the Greens may may take over, but yeah. but no chance. It's yes, just labor, yeah, labor, yeah, labor, labor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I want to ask, like, because this is so interesting to me, and I love it. You took your eldest kid out of school for a year so he could learn on the farm. Yeah, and you're about to do the same to the Bridie. younger to yeah. Bridie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we um we made a decision to give Eli a gap year. Between primary school and so high school. fucking good, so good. It's so good. I want a gap year. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I've had a gap forty. <laughs> <laughs> Going all right for me. <laughs> Working all right. <laughs> You've been on a gap forty. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> what have you been doing? Do you have a job, Wade? No, I'm on a gap forty at the moment. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be gap plus. 40. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I, it's a fucking brilliant idea. Yeah, and it, it came very organically. Um, both Janita and I are probably not one to um, follow the, the rules just because they're there. Um, and so Eli was coming to the end of grade six, about to move into high school. He was struggling um, both academically and uh, emotionally, I guess. Socially? Socially. Wasn't yeah. really... Blending yeah, with he was school. just battling a bit. Yeah, um, and there was talk about holding him back, and I knew that that would be uh, pretty difficult for him, um, definitely yeah. psychologically, emotionally. Oh, it's got to yeah, be sure. like on a quick note. It's, that's got to be more detrimental than what you did because even on my level, uh, picking up Leo to take him to his tutor that he goes to, he goes, "I feel bad because I'm I'm being signalled out. I'm yeah. look different and." Surely there's got to be a kid. You just don't want to fucking look different. You don't want to be like, oh, like I'm at the school, and I can see my peers who I wasn't here with. Now they've gone ahead, yes, and I've been left behind. Absolutely. Uh, And like, how is that in any way good for the kid? Yeah, yeah. Like, sure, like they may catch up academically, but emotionally, that's going to fuck with their head. Totally. Absolutely. And so, so yeah, so we we talking to his then teacher, um, and. And we just started kicking. We've got some friends who have um, unschooled their children. Yeah. Um, so their kids have never been enrolled in school ever. Oh, wow. And so, what did you say? Unschooled? Yeah, so it's unschooling. It's not homeschooling and it's not distance education. Yeah. So it's it's saying that th- they personally don't believe the school system has is, is right at all. Yeah. And the best way for a kid to learn is at their own speed, at their own time, um, through life experience. Well, that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be um, everybody does it you. at the same time and you're graded <laughs> on the is, same marks. Yes, we have these systems that we have to reach by a certain yeah, yeah, time yeah. because we're all exactly the same. Yeah, but yeah. That's all well and good for you because you have a very easy system to do exactly that in. Yes. Because yeah, if we take our kids out of school, 
We've yeah. got to value add our lives. Wade's got to fucking do heaps. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah, we're in a very fortunate just position go to work. that we're, we're at home, yes. both yeah. of us, most of the time. But mind you, Janita's and my combined weekly work hours is 180 hours per week. Minimum. Whoa. Do that math. That's 90 hours each a week. Fuck. So it, you're pretty That's much... That's like 138 hours in a week. How many hours are there in a week? And here is Wade on his <laughs> gap Super what a second. <laughs> what? Hang on. But I'm going to get it. Wait. 172. <laughs> is it? But our com- Did I get that combined, right? Our yeah. combined work hours. Yeah, it's a combined work hour. So we do yeah. about 90 hours each. But week. still. Yeah, so just because we're there doesn't mean, you know, we have to make a conscious effort to be there yeah. for our children. So when we make a decision, um, we made that decision to take him out of school and we had to write a curriculum. We yeah. had to meet expectations because you can't just... Take him out of once school. Once he's enrolled at school, you can't just stop. Yeah. So there's a process. Um, so we had other people in our lives that were doing schooling differently. Yeah. And that probably gave us some courage to give it a go. And when you're writing the curriculum, was that um, incorporation with like, like the schooling system? They, they tell you what, they, what you have to achieve. Oh, sweet. So there's minimum yeah. expectations. But you, can, you, you have to tell them how you're going to achieve those things. Yeah. And so our, our system was all focused on experiential learning. So um, fixing he, his ute. Yeah. So he, we bought him a whole heap of wrecked push bikes and he pulled them apart and put them back together. He, at the time, I was doing some part-time building work. So, he would come to work with me as an apprentice, yeah. essentially. And that's what I told him. I bought him a nail bag. He got a hammer and a chisel. And th- those mornings, he'd be up at five o'clock. Just doing it. Going, and, and he would sand timber, hammer in nails, do but all But this shouldn't sound odd. This sounds odd to everyone. Yeah. But literally 200 years ago, th- th- up until 200 years ago, that was the norm for thousands and thousands of years. Yes. Um, and it was fairly gendered. But boys would go to work with their dads. Girls would go to work with their mums. And that's how you fucking learn. Well, and that's yeah. how you're educated. That's right. And yeah. so it was handed down. Let's not like start romanticising 200 years ago. They had, no, a few, they had a few issues back then. It was all good. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We'd all nearly be dead. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it was... Um, the the long and the short of it, the curriculum was written. We pretty much did not fulfil any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so he really he he He's just a had now. a year <laughs> with his mum and his dad, um, just on the farm, just working and yeah, learning. Like there was there was tasks every single day he had to do. Yeah. So you know our major enterprise on our farm is egg production. You know, so he gathered eggs, he fed chickens. Yeah. He cleaned and, and grated eggs. He went to the markets with Janita every Saturday. Oh, not he didn't go every Saturday, but Janita goes every Saturday. But every other Saturday, he went to the markets. Yeah. So he was interacting with adults. He was selling them eggs. He was taking Just money. Just the he was absolute making confidence that yes. would give you. The application of the shit you do at school was so... Um, it was real for him. Yeah. And so that when he came to the end of that year... And he was starting to go, you know what? I want to start to re-engage with more of my age group and my cohort. He was ready to go. But he'd seen the application of his schooling. Yeah. Of where it could go. Yes. Um, And the irony where he was struggling to pass any of his grades. He took a year off school. He's come back in and he's at the top of his class. No shit. Yeah. That is brilliant. Amazing. And did he, but he came back in like uh, straight back to the people he would have been like no. the same year? No, no. So he left in grade six. 
He spent a year away. Came back to grade seven. And we made to go back into grade seven. We were initially thinking that we'd go into grade eight. Yeah. But after the year, we just felt... And so there was a little bit of anxiety there for him that all of his mates would be a year in, in advance. But the reality is that he's built but take new that and year strong off, That's completely yeah. different than going, oh, you're being you're held been back. That's you're like, right. exactly. Oh, I've taken a year off just psychologically. Yeah. yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. It's so good. And so he, was a, he basically had input into his the curriculum that he wanted to achieve and that's the same thing we're doing with Bridie. Yeah. Um, it, it will be interesting. We're a little bit more apprehensive with Bridie but at the end of the day, um, what we came to is what could go wrong. Yeah. Like when you break it all down to what, what could happen. Yeah. He spent a year, Eli spent a year with his mum and dad. Bridie will spend a year with her mum and dad yeah. doing things and experiencing stuff. It's not like he's, she's going to spend a year in front of the television. Yeah. Do yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. So what could go wrong? Yeah, it nothing. takes him one it's extra year to finish school. It takes her one extra year to finish it's school. Like, that's really, the worst that's thing. The that's worst, actually the worst that's thing. That's the worst yeah. thing that could... Yeah. Yeah. Which, so, is, which is not a bad thing. No. And not do you a bad feel thing like at all. you bonded more with Eli in that year as well? Like you've got a tighter relationship because of that yeah, year? Abs- uh, yeah, I think so. We, we definitely spent time together. There was tension. Of you know, course. Because um, you're at work with each other now. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we, we had our moments. But I, I definitely think we have bonded. And to see your son build initiative, be able to show initiative, problem solve fix things of his own accord, work things out, build self-confidence. Of course, because critical thinking and problem solving yes. probably the yeah. two biggest fucking, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Whatever you need. Yeah. Like, oh, the, if, two, if biggest, like two of yeah. the biggest like, um, uh, skills. Life skills. Life yeah, skills, yeah, thanks, yeah. buddy. Two, two of the biggest like, life skills you would need going forward in, yeah. the, in, the, in this century. Critical well, just thinking initi- problem solving. The, the ability to show initiative. Yeah. And that's what I say to both my children. If you want to be employable, show initiative. Stay out of the shed, though. Fucking <laughs> rain roots. <laughs> um, now, uh, something else that we talk about uh, on this podcast is our own mental health in connection with our children and parenting. Yep. How is yours in... How's yours... Well, at the moment, if you want to talk about it, but in connection with your kids? Because it's really difficult because when you feel shit... And uh, you're feeling flat or whatever level of mental health you're at. The last thing you want to do is engage with your kids because you don't want to fuck it up and fuck them up with your own yeah shit that you're going through. Exactly. And yep. sometimes like you're so down that you just don't want to engage with the kids because you don't want to engage yep. with anything yes, or absolutely. anyone. Yeah. Yep. Like it's just like it's, not, it's, it's like oh, I don't want to fuck. I'm not even thinking about them. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just yep. thinking about how fucking I just don't want to engage. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, mental health for me has been a lifelong uh, challenge. Yeah. And so it, it, it does make it even more so a challenge as a parent, um, trying to work out how to balance that with your children. Yeah. Um, and so how does it, how does it play out? Um, I just get really busy on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In one specific area of the farm, I am very, very busy. Very busy, in yeah. fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just ploughing here. <laughs> just, just laying the seed. <laughs> it's been a drought. <laughs> if the raincoat's on, <laughs> the rain roots. <laughs> 
This is uh, the family farming <laughs> activity. Yeah. We're not all helping on this one. Dad's got it covered. No, it's just right there. <laughs> oh, I'm just uh, going to look under the bonnet. <laughs> Cheeky tracks a pool. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, God. Uh, you just, what, you battle through it. Is that yeah, what we do? I think is that so. What we, all I do? we just battle through. Yeah, it? I think so. I think you know the reality is when the the times when you're supposed to call someone, you don't. Yeah. Because you don't want to talk to anyone, even though you should. Um, I, and that's I don't, the hardest. I'm, I would never suggest that it is the the to battle through it is the answer, but it's definitely what I do. I've got a wife who is learning how to live with someone who gets quite depressed and battles through it. and battles through it, but. She, yeah, so hence me being down here for five days. That advice of like, um, oh, you, you should call someone. But yep. when you should call someone, that's the last it's thing. The last thing, thing you want to try and get, right? How do we fix that? Because we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, Randall and I have an excellent relationship. Um, we've got two of my best mates here. I'm going to get yep. you guys to fight it out later on. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Rain roots. <laughs> Oily pig wrestle. <laughs> and I know that I can call either one of you. And Randall and I spoke the other day. And we'd both come out of, you know, a protracted period of time of depression, like, you know, a few weeks, a month, and hadn't called each other. No. I can talk about it until I'm blue in the face after I've come out of that period of of darkness. Yeah, I do wonder whether whether it's about um, trying to build into people the ability to understand that they're not going to want to do it and maybe that's okay, but having having learnt the skills to get yourself to a point where you can then call yeah. somebody yeah. and and there is a, a danger zone within that yes um but being okay with that period yes i don't know yeah you know is i don't that know the answer it's um because it it's the same thing um for everyone i think yeah, at for that sure. period when, yeah i think there's a good moment to also say lifelines number 13 11 14 Absolutely. If we're talking about talking to somebody, yeah. that if you have no one to talk to, you actually do. You pick it, it up. You just you can phone that yep. number, and there's someone you can talk. There's to. There's always somebody there. Yeah, yeah. They can, but like having like a personal connection is, is yes. amazing. But I guess for some people, being able to call someone who they don't know, so they don't feel like they're burdening themselves on like a friend or a family member. Yes. Even though you're not, but you yeah. you can feel that way. You can absolutely feel yeah. like you're just you're putting a burden on someone. Like there is a stranger at the end of the line, and it's their job just to listen. Also, um, I don't have the details of this. Uh, I'll try and put it within the post. You can um, text people now. You can do really? it. Really? Yeah, completely anonymously. So you can just, if you prefer a text message, yeah, it's amazing. You can send messages. It's a it's a it's a tough one because dudes. People in general, like mental health, like you can talk about a lot more these like now and like you know twenty nineteen than you couldn't yeah absolutely that's right nineteen eighty and and you know in in my now chosen profession industry at this point in time with the the issues with drought and those sorts of things you know they're with a predominantly conservative uh, population in agriculture yeah um, there's they're probably still behind the eight ball in terms of their um, sense of what of manhood is. Yeah, and yeah. what, what not, yeah. should or shouldn't say. They're not having open conversations no, like we are. You know, no, no. Yeah, that's right. And so... Because we live in a bit of an inner city bubble. It's a full bubble, like yeah. where I live. It's a, it's a full kind of like, well, this is how I live. And so everybody around me 
yeah. pretty much will think the same way. And it's easy to forget that outside of this bubble, there's another bubble. Yep. Oh, there's no big deal. Different. In, in both where you and I live, yep. as a man talking about his emotions. Oh, yeah. It's no big deal at all. It's actually more odd that if you wouldn't, whereas yeah. in your world, it's completely odd that yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You, you, you still see some of those, those the stereotypical uh, visions of a farmer. Yeah. You know? And that's yeah. why uh, this sort of thing is still such a major issue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm, I'm just fortunate to have a family, both immediate and extended, who it's, it's, it, it, I know that it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you hope for your kids? I mean, it's a big call to ask anyone that, but in, like with connection to how involved you are as a whole family on farm, do you? Because I know our mother wishes that you weren't a farmer. Yeah. Um, I, do you have that same sort of feeling? No, no, no. I hope that my kids are empowered enough um, through watching their parents work hard and and do what they love to feel that they can pursue. The dream that they have. So there's so no good hope answer. for you for like a beautiful answer. Is there no hope for you like there's like a legacy there for like the farm? No. No. No, that, that's my dream. Yep. And um, you hear it a lot within our industry that people want to uh, divert their children into agriculture or divert them out of it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't want to do either. I want, I want my children to find what they love and to, to, to do it with... Balls yeah. and all straight in oh, without fantastic. any expectation from me that they should do anything. Yeah. So when I feel as if they've expressed to me what their dream is for their life, then I will back them 100%. Oh, beautiful. What a great bloke. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. You're a piece of shit, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Randy was the favourite. I knew it. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, now, we're going out on the source uh, tonight. Just three boys on the town. So, Hello. pretty keen to get into that. And uh, I so, know this is a priority for both Wade and I, this podcast. We put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of our favourite questions is parenting horror stories. Yeah. Um, it can be moments of joy in it. Or you nearly killed your kids. You're a farmer. You must nearly kill them every week. Yeah. What do you got? Well, I yeah, there's I can think of. Um, oh, first up, do you have a favourite? One, only one of them's listening. I don't know if Bridie even listens. <laughs> no, no, I tell my kids, you know, I hate them equally. <laughs> <laughs> do your kids have a favourite? No. Uh, oh yeah, it'd be Janita. It'd have yeah. to be. We're in bed. Yeah, look, at, look at that self doubt in your, oh, It's got to be her. <laughs> why, why would it be me? I, we were in bed the other day, I, all yeah. four of us, and then Sylvia says, I love mummy, I love Penny, and I love me, but I don't love daddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, how's this, right? So he's been at our house the last few days. But I've got a, Walt's too. Like, he's barely had anything really to do with Randall. We get to the airport, the back of the car opens up and straight away Walt's like, hello, Uncle Randall, <laughs> is immediately taken with him. Absolutely, like next level obsessed with him to the point where, because I'm sleeping in Walt's room now, I've been woken up for the last couple of weeks with Walter grabbing my face and going, Dada, I need peanut butter punny on toast. Like it's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, so let's say three o'clock in the morning this morning, he was holding my face so earnestly and he's so, he's almost pained and he's talking. He's like, Dada, I need Uncle Randall. Dada, I need Uncle Randall. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, wake that guy up. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. And he sent him in to me. Yeah, I did send him in. <laughs> 
this morning. It's like six thirty in the morning, and both children are in bed with Uncle Randall, <laughs> and they've just got five different forms of torch, like all different colours. It's like a dance party at six thirty yeah, in the morning. Never reaturing to wake up. To this <laughs> <laughs> what did happen last night? Dancing in the corner. Fuck, that's beautiful though. They've got that relationship with you. And I walked in in a onesie as well. It was a hectic morning. All right, horror story. Horror story. Lay it on us. I have had a very brief. Um, so Eli has had a trip to the hospital after rolling a quad bike. Oh, quad bike, which yes. is probably the number one uh, injury-causing machine. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that he was quite young, um, where he was drifting his quad bike on the driveway, <laughs> and I looked out through the through, and I thought, oh, he's having fun. Um, and again, at one of those moments of. Uh, Parenting by Braille. He can just feel his <laughs> way through this one. Kids um, flying up the <laughs> dirt driveway. But just as I thought, that is not going to go well. I know exactly what's going to happen. The side, he's going to slide around the bend there. The wheels are going to dig in and he's going to cut wheel. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Oh. As I was walking out to say, hey, dude, just a brief, just a suggestion. Yeah. This And and that, that was a trip to hospital. Stitches in the chin. Oh. Um, Didn't even know about that one. Was there yeah. a real kind of like... Like I guess, like when he came off the off the bike, you were like, "Well, he's he needs to go to hospital, but he's going to be okay." But yeah, like the, when you saw the roll, we were like, "Fucking the, oh. yeah!" There was, there was a brief moment of all those issues. Of, oh, Nanita's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, no rain much. roots yeah. this week. <laughs> uh, you go straight to that, don't you? It's like it's when something fucks up with your kid, you're like, oh, "My wife's going to kill me." <laughs> oh, oh, the kid's hurt. It's like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was definitely, and, and the inconvenience of having to go to the hospital was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I do. Oh, but there was, hell. there was a, there was not, not a horror story to my son, but it was while setting up his. It was his or was it Bridie's? One of their bikes for Christmas morning where I drove a pocket knife into my thigh. Oh. Full, full hilt as I was cutting and I drove, you know, it was 12 at night and I'm like, I'll just get <laughs> just the bike together. Furious? Cutting a, just a like zip angry. tie and it just went straight through and I knew it had gone deep when my hand hit my thigh. Oh. And it, was a, it was a two and a half inch blade. <laughs> and then I called Janita I laid down on the in the garage where we were building the bike and I said I rang Janita on my phone I said could you come down here and bring the first aid kit and she's like not oh, a good time okay so she ran <laughs> as she was coming to me she fell over the A-frame of the trailer in the garage <laughs> Well, it's a bit slippery around there, isn't it? A bit, a bit slippery in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up after yourself, you bloody animals. You know Eli goes in there. You know he's listening. Both injured. So that was... Fucking hell. In a birthday because we, we it was then a trip. We'd wake the two kids up and did a trip to the hospital. <laughs> awesome. But they got their bike. <laughs> they got their bike. Uh, uh, I've got a new question for you on parting from this wonderful episode that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, what's something that you love about parenting? I think that's a good question we should be asking. That is oh, a really yeah. question. What is it something that you like about parenting? Because parenting is... Excellent. It is excellent. Yeah, we bitch about it a lot, but it's yeah, yeah it's kids actually are the, great. Kids are the best. Yeah, I um I love to see two little humans becoming their own self. Um, so it's quite amazing to see yeah. that journey. 
yeah. and to be honoured with the uh, the opportunity to be part of that journey with with them. So to, to see, you know, we made the decision; it wasn't their choice. So we often say, "Oh, you know, being a parent is so tough; it's so hard." Well, no one else made us do it. We made it. We we made we the decision. You, you knew what was happening when you walked into that shed. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, it was a, it's, it's it's purely the very first decision is a selfish decision. Yes, and then then we blame them for how inconvenient right. they are on our life. But it's it's a selfish decision to decide yeah. to have a child. Yeah. Um, for those of us who get to make the decision. Yes. Um. So it I I love to see those kids working through. Um, the different dynamic of the world and as they blossom from from blobs of human yeah. to <laughs> they come out fully as blobs functioning yeah. young adolescents now yep. starting to explore, talking about pubic hair, you know. Yep. Yeah, of course, because yours are like so much older. So I'm yeah, thinking man. of this exact same thoughts, but they're like three and five. Yes. I can see you growing, yep. but like there's, yeah, it's they're at the start. Yeah, and the very and now, start of what they're doing. Yeah, now they're they you know things that wouldn't phase them. You know, my son doesn't want anyone to see him naked. Yes, in yeah. the shower. You know that whole process of manhood and and journey and that that's probably the most phenomenal thing. Yeah, amazing. Well, uh, Randy B. Oh, have you got another question? No, no, no more questions. Just uh, a reminder: that we are starting Patreon. We are starting Patreon. Thank you very much for some of your suggestions, <laughs> um, except for the guy. Already. Who just wants to see our cocks? Yes, like, and it's a weird, it's a weird suggestion, and we're open to all of them. That's the idea there's no them. bad ideas. No, I'll no say that right ideas, now. But you're going to have to pay more than twenty bucks to see my shaft. <laughs> that's what he thought. Well, I thought, I thought, fuck, that's a lot of cash to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you for fifty cents. <laughs> you are. You, there's, not, there's not a lot of value for money there, mate. I tell you. <laughs> this will be. We will be launching uh, this soon, uh, but we're keen to hear your feedback on what you think you would like that to look like. Uh, we should give. Valley Farms a plug yes, uh, which absolutely. is Randall's Farm if you're in the Queensland southeast Queensland area um, definitely get on board and support it go for a farm tour if you're from out of town and you happen to be going through Queensland I can highly recommend yeah. getting onto a farm tour we'll put some like links in there yeah, yeah, yeah so all the, the socials all the socials we'll and attach it all uh, and if everybody could please put your raincoats on head to Make the sure sheds <laughs> you put your raincoat on Queensland needs you to do the rain routes they need it they yeah. need it up there more routes for Queensland let's fuck root for you Queensland you know what you call it fuck for the farmers <laughs> <laughs> a fuckathon <laughs> dads